there, gorgeous. I know it's hard living in today's world to find out the right one for you, but trust me, I've been thinking the same thing for years now. But let me tell you about mine and how you can stay away from making the same mistakes as me. Hey, hey, it's Ellie here. On today's episode, we will be talking about all of my last relationships and how you can stay away from those red flags that I somehow seem to miss out on in my past as you can call it, situationships, and not be as dumb as I was. Okay, so hey, I'm back here again. It's Ellie with Come On, Treat Her Right. And let me just start this episode off. We are now at episode nine. We have made it this far. Let me just start it off by saying, y'all know how I've said they always come back. I bet y'all know what I'm going to say. Well, let me just tell you. Last Thursday night, if you know anything about the music world, uh, I have Apple Music, and last Friday was Good Friday, and me, personally, I'm a big country fan, so I was laying in bed a Thursday night, and 11.02, Morgan Wallen released his new song, uh, I Don't Think Jesus, or Don't Think Jesus, so 11.02, I hop on Apple Music. 11.03, I'll be listening to the song, and by 11.05, I posted that this song has by far probably been one of the best songs I have listened to by him, and it had so much meaning to it, but all I posted on my story was a screenshot of me listening to the song and the time, and I just put SOTD, meaning song of the day, and it was a new release, so obviously it's like, okay, yeah, like this is really good, I really think everybody else needs to listen to it. So, I had to get up early Friday morning, so after I listened to that song, I sat my phone down and I went to bed. And around 11.45 to midnight, I don't, I think I've told y'all this in the past, but my mother has my social media logins, my Snapchat, my Instagram, she doesn't really look on Facebook, but Snapchat's a really big one she keeps looking back at, just to check in on me and make sure, you know, I'm being the girl I was made everybody believe I am. So 1145, I get this phone call and I was asleep, like probably stage two, stage three of sleep, dreaming, you know, having a good, good night's rest. And I get this phone call from my mother. So I pick it up and I'm half asleep. So I'm like, hello. Like I really did not want to talk at that time. I was ready to go back to bed so I could wake up early. And all she says to me is go look at your snap log. So I go look at my snap log. I log back in and I look at it. Would you listen to this? My ex that I have not spoke to since last July decided he would slide up on my story. What did he slide up on my story and say? Well, let me tell you. He slid up and he said, this song is by far the best to date. I think everybody needs to listen to this song because it has some major lessons in it. And... I was, like, I half-swapped, so therefore he knew I didn't open it. And I was sitting there, and I told her, I was like, this is what he said. She's like, Ellie, that's weird. I was like, I know. I said, I'm not going to open it tonight. I'll open it in the morning. She's like, okay, well, good night. So, I just kind of, like, my eyes got real big, but I still wasn't fully awake. So, I just lay my phone back down, and I go back to bed. I wake up around 6 a.m. Friday. 6 a.m. rolls around, I wake up, I get up. I go get ready, I come back, and I finally have time to sit down and look at my phone and see the activity it had throughout the night. 
So I finally opened his message around mm, 7 45, 8 o'clock. And I look at it and I read that again and I just reply back, Yeah, it's pretty good. Warren Zeter's release too. And so not even a minute later, this man messages me back and he says, Flames. That is all he said back to me. So one part of me wanted to reply back and be like starting a conversation with him. The other part of me, I think it was my head and not my heart this time. My head was saying, Ellie, you do not reply to this man. You leave him. If, he, if you leave him on read after he just sends flames, if he wants to talk to you, he will message you. Girls, I always say that. If he wants to talk to you, he will message you. So I leave it on read. It is this next week. I still have not heard from him again, but that's no big deal. Like, I was very proud of myself for listening to my head and not my heart this time and saying, I'm not going to reply to this man. I'm leaving it how it is. Now, was that weird? I really do think that is weird. But like I said, exes always come back. So to kind of, I've updated you on that now to go back to starting off where we left last week. So last week we left off talking about meeting this new guy that has come into my life that is the D1 baseball player. And so I mentioned us meeting at the skating rink. I liked him. My mother didn't. So my mother doesn't like him. And I do remember mentioning last week, I went on ahead and kept talking to him. So I would meet him over at the baseball player's house and we would hang out. And I would tell my mother uh, either he wasn't over there, he was at home doing homework or he was over there, but you know we sat with each we sat with our friend group piece by piece. We didn't sit together. Well, we did sit together. I sat in his lap. We played a few cards. We drank a little bit. And so, um, after that, we, my mother would message me and she would be like, "Ellie, it's time to go home." It would be around twelve thirty at night. I'm like, "I know. I'm gonna leave in a little bit." So around twelve thirty. Um, I would tell everybody like, Hey, I'm going to go home. And he would follow me right out the door. He'd be like, I'm going home with you. And I was like, okay, like do what you want. And so we would drive separately to my house and I would call my mother on the way home and I'd be like, yeah, like I had a good time. You know, everything's going good, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, is he going back to his place? And I'm like, yeah. He said, you'll text me when he gets home. She's like, okay, that's fine. Like, I just don't want you Snapchatting him a whole bunch. And I was like, okay. So, he would come stay with me. We'd get up, go do our own thing. And then she was like, Ellie, y'all are Snapchatting too much. Like, I don't want you to have a relationship with this guy. You're going to give him the wrong impression. Well, I was giving him the impression that I wanted to date him. And I do, like, still to this day. And so, I let her know. I'm like, Mom, I kind of like this guy. If it don't go anywhere, if it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't go anywhere. But if it does, yay for me. She's like, okay, Ellie, fine. Like, I feel like you're making a big mistake. This is this guy's nothing to your par. Like, no, no guy you wanted for a while. I was like, yeah. I mean, okay. So it got to the point where my mother was like, Ellie, you have got to stop messaging this man. So I did stop messaging him. And he asked me one night, he was like, why'd you stop messaging me? And so I just straight up told him, I was like, my mother doesn't like your physical traits. I apologize. I really do like you, but I hope we can still be friends. We tried that for a little bit, not messaging. 
just kind of like running into each other. Like I, I ran into him at the Pines one night. And so I said hey to him. It was him and another baseball player. He didn't say anything back. But he tells me now when he saw me at the Pines, he looked at his teammate and friend and he said, bro, like that's who I was talking to. And the guy said, well, at least you talked to her. Like she's a really pretty girl. And he was like, yeah, you're right. So, come around New Year's, New Year's Eve, he had came back from his hometown and stayed with me for three or four days, and I didn't tell my mother. Like, he would stay here because he lives in the quads, and the quads were not opening open during Christmas. So, he would stay here, and I would go to work. I would leave this house, my house to him. He was able to do whatever he wanted, and my mother had no clue. Like, I got to the point where she was like, okay, Ellie, you can message him a little bit, but don't do it a whole lot. So, I was like, okay, I'll do what I want. So, I would message him every now and then, but little did she know I was messaging him from my TikTok. Like, you know how you can private message on TikTok? I was messaging him through there. So, I would snap him maybe three or four times a day, but she didn't know I texted him every second of the day through TikTok. That is how me and him would communicate. Like, what do you want for dinner? I'll cook dinner tonight or... Um, let's just pick something up on the way home and we'll eat it there. So New Year's Eve rolls around and we're all going to go out to the barn and celebrate New Year's with all of our friends, baseball players, um, me and Megan's friends. Like we just go do that. So Megan and her boyfriend come over here and he's over there with, he's over here with me. So I start getting ready and then Megan comes in, she starts getting ready with me. And then him and his friend, which is also a baseball player, they sit downstairs and they play some cards and they drink a little bit. So, time ready to leave, me and Megan make a TikTok and we made sure none of the guys were in it. We post them and we get ready to go to the bar. We went to the bar early so we could get in and pay so we wouldn't have to wait in the line. Well, we do that and then we go back to Emily's house and we all pregame there before we went back out to the bar. So we went back out to the bar after a little bit of pre-gaming at Emily's and my mother starts texting me all the time. And this man did not have his location on, on snap. So while my mother is texting me away saying, uh, are you sure that he stayed at his house over Christmas break or is he there with you? And I'm like, no mom, he stayed at his place. Um, he came back tonight. Um, we're like, He's across from me at the bar. We're not even hanging out. Like, it's no big deal. So, I was, in fact, lying to her. And I would not put it against my mother to go to the bar and find me there and find out I was with him. Like, I would not put that against her because my mother is that crazy. So, I'm texting her saying, no, like, he's here, but he just came back to see his friends. Uh, campus opens up in a day or two, like, He's going to be staying at his friend's house. He's not going to be here. And she's like, well, okay, I don't believe you, but you do you. And I was like, okay, I will. So we finished celebrating and midnight. He was obviously my midnight kiss. And I took a video of me and him kissing on midnight because, you know, that was special. And I saved it to my eyes only. And to get into your my eyes only on Snapchat, you have to have a password. And she does not know the password. Much less do I think she know it really exists. So she finds out the next morning, because I have to get up to go to an ESPN broadcast. He stayed with me 
on New Year's. New Year's Eve day, you know, the whole gist. And so I get up and I'm getting ready to go broadcast for the ESPN at the school. And he wakes up with me. He takes a shower and he laid his clothes out on the bed. And so he sends streaks to me just like, you know, making it casual because he knows my mother does not like us messaging. So when he sends them, he sent a picture of his shorts and his shorts were laying on black. It was a black bedspread. And my mother knows I have a black bedspread. So she logs into my Snapchat the same time he sends streaks. So she took it upon herself to open them. And she was like, hmm, those look really familiar. I'm going to call Ellie. She calls me and she's like, Ellie, I know he's there. And I'm like, Mom, what are you talking about? She's like, I just opened his Snapchat. He, his clothes are laying on your bed. And I'm like, Mom, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, he had to stay here. Uh, his friends, they had other people staying over and he had no room to stay there. So me and her, I'm telling you, I have never thought my life was going to end so bad in that probably 12 hour time span because we argued for probably going on 12 hours. So he sat in here and listened to this whole conversation me and my mother had. We were screaming, fighting, yelling, crying at each other. And she was like, I'm going to disown you. I'm going to have to learn how to live without you. You can learn how to pay for your apartment by yourself, your car, your phone bill by yourself. Um, literally everything you could ever think of. She was saying, like, I didn't think I raised a daughter like that. Uh, you disappointed me so much. Like, saying things a daughter should never have to hear. And she was like, Ellie, he's not even cute. I don't know why you're giving him the time of day. Like, this boy was hearing it all. And so I felt, obviously, really bad for him. I mean, I felt bad for myself, too. But, like, the fact he had to hear that coming out of her mouth was really bad. So... We argue, and I cry, I'm sobbing, and he decides to go lay in the hallway. He's like, I don't want to be sitting right next to this anymore. Like, I don't know what really to think. And he has always said, like, I really don't want to get in the way of you and your mother's relationship. Um, I would rather us maybe meet later on in life than have you have to deal with her right now over this. And I was like, okay, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll learn how to deal with this. So when I get done, I call my best friend. Apparently, my mother decided to call two of my best friends and ask them their opinions on how, how I was and like what kind of person I was. Obviously, they stood up for me because they know nothing was wrong with the guy I'm talking to. Like, he is the first guy I have ever met that I did not have to chase. He was chasing me. The way he got me was persistence. And girls, if you ever have a guy that is persistent with you and showing you ways that he wants to date you and wants to have a relationship with you, please take that and run with it because you, today you will rarely ever meet a guy that wants to chase you. Guys love to be chased. So he was the first guy that was all about me. We had a lot of the same things in common. We believed a lot of the same beliefs. We were politically the same way. Like We vibed really well. So I was telling mom, like, all these amazing things about him from a small hometown, just like me. Just things to make her really like him. And so, I call my grandmother, and I'm, or I've talked to my friends on the phone after they talked to her, and they were like, Ellie, she said this. And my very best friend was like, Ellie, if you have to, you are not going to sleep on the side of the street. She said, you can move in. We have an extra room in our house. Uh, you may have to learn how to pay for some things on your own some more than you're already paying for, 
but we will learn for you. We will get you through this. Like, it will happen. They're like, your mother's being very unaccepting of him. I'm not sure why. He's the first guy that we have ever met that me and her boyfriend like. They're like, Ellie, that's why we wouldn't hang around you for so long. It's because you were hanging around guys that we did not think were for you. Like, they were not your type. They were not about everything you're about. Like, this guy is somebody you're really vibing with. So... I talked to her, and then I called my other friend, and she had told me, she's like, I don't understand why your mother's being like this. Practically the same thing my friend before said. So, I called my aunt after that, and I'm like, you know, mom's being like this, and this is my mom's sister. She's And she was like, Ellie, per, there is personal reasons behind that. It is because she would like guys in high school that were very attractive that their parents would not let her date them. So that is her own personal reason. I'm not sure why she's being like this. And I shared something very, very private about me that nobody knows about um, spending the night with a guy. And it was it was a one-night stand, one thing I've never had. And how I felt like he abused me. And she said, like, my aunt just starts sobbing on the phone to me. She's like, Ellie, I'm so glad you told me this, like, I'm sorry, and it, the reason I went and stayed with that guy was because my mother at 1230 and I was like, you know, that's how some relationships start, just saying things she probably shouldn't have said. So she's like, I'm sorry that your mom made you feel like you had to go do that. That should never happen to a daughter, and have you told her these things? And I'm like, yeah, I've told her, but she hasn't really cared. So my aunt's like, Ellie, if you need to come live with me, please come live with me. I'm not sure why your mother's like this. Please distance, please distance yourself from your mother. So I get off the phone with her, and I'm sobbing. I'm about 10 minutes late to ESPN. I walk in. My eyes are swollen. My lips are swollen. And they're like, Ellie, what is wrong? And I'm like, I've just probably had the worst conversation with my mother and family and friends that I should ever have to have at 19 or 20 years old. And so they're like, okay, well, do what you need to do today, but don't you don't have to go crazy. Like, we understand Family is your number one. It's anybody's number one. Do what you have to do just to get through the broadcast. Then you can go home. So I was like, okay. So I go, I set up for ESPN and then I come back and we do the broadcast. And during the broadcast, I was texting my mother because I run the audio board. And she was like, Ellie, I'm sorry. Um, I got ahead of myself. Like, I know you like this boy, but this boy is not your husband. And I told her, I said, Mom, you stressed to me so bad that if I feel like I have found the one, you do not let them leave your side. And I told her, I said, Mom, I feel like I have. Like, this is a God-centered guy. I have never encountered a guy that believes everything happens because of Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Like, it's amazing. Like, I have always said, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And it's all in God's timing. I know I've said that countless times on this podcast, and I will continue to say it. So I told her that, and she was like, Ellie, like, I don't think this is it. I think you're just believing it because you just want to be with him. She's like, but I do not want you lying to me again like you're about to move home. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I will learn how to live on my own if I have to, but I will not be coming back to the house. So... I let that day pass on, and I get in my slump again for a little bit, and after that, she tells me one day, she's like, Ellie, I guess I will give this guy a chance. She said, but let me tell you one thing. If this guy breaks your heart, 
I will be literally probably killing him. And I'm like, Mom, like, you don't have to do that. Don't go crazy. And so I was like, head over heels. I told him, I was like, look, Mom's given a chance. Let's show her what you're capable, you and I are capable of. He's like, okay, yay. Like, I'm so excited. And so we start texting and start Snapchatting more. And we start calling each other more. And my mother says one day, let me take y'all out to dinner. And so that day arrives. And when that day arrives, she's texting me the whole day saying, Ellie, I'm so nervous to meet this guy. I don't feel like he's going to like me, blah, blah, blah. So it comes that time and he comes over to my house and he picks me up. And he's like, Ellie, I'm kind of nervous, but not really. At this point, like, I'm ready to meet her. I'm ready to show her how great of a guy I am, my expectations and goals in life, just different things like that. Just trying, not trying to woo my mom over, but trying to show her who he actually is compared to what her expectations are, I guess you could say, or her thoughts about him were. And so she's texting me. She's like, Ellie, I'm so nervous. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm about to poop my pants. Like, I, I told her, I said, Mom, why are you so nervous when you said these things about him that you did? He's the one that should be nervous. And so she's like, I don't know. And I told her, I said, well, get a table. Me and him are leaving my house. We'll meet you at Colton's in about mm, 20 minutes. So she gets a table. And 10 minutes later, we walk in. And when we walk in, to our surprise, one of his quad mates is sitting at a table across from us. And I thought it was really crazy. So we were like, hey, like, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Short little conversation with them. And then we sit next to my mom. My mom's like, I thought he looked familiar. He looked like somebody that would play baseball. And he's like, yeah, that's actually my quad mate. So she's like, that's actually really funny. Like, what a coincidence. And when, so it was just really funny being like that. And so we talk, and she's asking, you know, what he plans to do in college, his major, what he wants to do in life. He's, you know, like, I've always been really big on being outside, so, like, my major is land surveying. I want to make big bucks. I want to work hard for a family I'm going to potentially ever have with whoever I have it with. Like, he was doing really good answering all of my mom's questions correctly. So towards the end of the meal, we decide we're ready to get up and leave. So she tells me, like, you know, it was so nice being able to talk to him. Um, I'm so glad I finally got to meet you. I'm sorry for doing everything I did. Like, you seem to make my daughter very happy. And she hasn't been that happy in going on two years. So he's like, yes, thank you so much. Like, thank you for dinner. So we get in his truck, and I kiss my mother goodbye, and she leaves. And when she leaves, she texts me, and she says, Ellie, I'm sorry for being like that. He seems like a really great guy and proceeds to say, I think the reason I didn't want you being with him was because this is the first guy in going on two years that you have talked to that you have not found something wrong with him. She said, you're so picky. You always find something wrong, even if it's, a, even if, even if it's the slightest thing. And I said, yes, mom, I know, but like this guy truly is an amazing guy. And she's like, I understand that. Well, y'all have a good night and let me know what you're doing. I was like, okay, you know. So we go back and we go out after that. So we go out with my friend Piper and her boyfriend. We have a good time that night. And a week goes by. We go hang out at the baseball house again. And it's when it started snowing. So when it started snowing, um, 
we were all drinking at the baseball house. And so we get ready to leave around 2 a.m. And we're going to stay at his quad. We had already discussed that. We were going to just spend the night there. So I didn't have to drive home since I was drinking. And we get out of the vehicle. And, you know, this picture perfect. It's the grounds all lit up. It's all white. It's glowing. And it's snowing outside. So he thinks, oh, this would be a good time. And I knew he had been drinking. So keep that in mind when I tell you this. He was trying, he literally like stopped me and he's like, I have to tell you something. I was like, okay, well, what is it? He's like, well, do you want to be my girlfriend? And so me being the girl I was, I said, no, ask me again when you're sober. I said, it'll probably be a yes when you ask me when you're sober. He's like, well, like, why not? I said, well, because I've been done like this before in my last relationship. I was asked out when we were both intoxicated and I just don't want to bring that kind of vibe into this relationship he's like okay like I get it and I was like okay thank you so we go in we have a good night and we go to bed a few months or not months a few weeks go by and he is going to play in Samford where they had their first baseball game that is in Alabama so me and my friend her boyfriend's the the baseball player we'd always hang out at their house me and her decide we will drive down to Birmingham, Alabama to watch them play. So we go down there that weekend. I meet his parents for the first time. Everything was going great. Like it was super fun. We enjoyed a lot of things together. So we go down there and we watch them play and he ends up not playing. So I mean, yeah, bummer. He didn't really get to play, but I was glad that I got to the chance to go down there. You know, meet his parents, just do things like that. So, um, we get ready to leave and it was like, you know, it was so good to see all of y'all. We're going to head back home. We'll let y'all know when we make it home. So me and my friend leave and Ty, ooh, y'all, I'm so, mm, I guess I can say it because I'm practically dating this boy now, but Ty and his teammates get on the bus. I just totally name dropped you guys. That's okay though. There's probably a ton of ties in this world. Um, so me and him are messaging on the way home, and I'll explain a little more into that next episode, like what's happened since then, but I did forget to say that wasn't the first time I met his parents. He actually asked me over to his hometown one weekend, so he asked me over to his hometown, and I was really nervous to tell my mom. It was right after she had finally met him for the first time, and I just straight up told him, I was like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous to ask my mom. You know, it is what it is. He's like, it's okay. Do it when you feel comfortable. So I got the guts and I texted my mother and I said, hey, he wants me to go to his hometown for a weekend with him. She was like, okay, like ask your dad. So I asked my dad and my dad said it was fun. So I'm so excited to finally go down there. And he ended up leaving on a Friday. So he got the first night back home with his family. And I had a ESPN broadcast Saturday. So, it was still during basketball season. Um, got all my stuff around that morning and packed it up in my car. Went to the ESPN broadcast. Was texting him the whole time. I'm excited. I'm ready to meet your family. Him saying, well, my family is super excited to meet you. Um, I'm ready for you to get this show on the road and get here. So, I was like, you know, I am too. I thought I was, I did meet a few of his close, very best friends while I was down there. And so, we... Go, he goes down, I leave Saturday around 3 o'clock, right after the bat, 
basketball game was over. And I ended up not having to take down because I told them I was going for four hours away to his hometown. So they were like, okay, like, it's supposed to start raining soon. Um, you need to go ahead and get on the road. So I was like, okay. I stopped at McDonald's before I headed out because I had not ate that day. And so I head out on the road and it starts raining. And mind you, the only way to his hometown is through like Little Rock, um, all interstate, Arkadelphia, things like that. So I get on the road and I start driving in pouring rain, especially through Little Rock where the little barricades are. And that is like a big fear of mine, especially being next to a semi-truck. So I was freaking out about that already. So I am driving. I told him, I was like, hey, it's raining really bad. I'm, you know, like tensed up at the wheel, trying to keep my eyes on the road, trying to stay awake after this long day. Like, I'll text you when I can. So he's like, okay, like, just be safe. Um, you're going to hit rain around Little Rock, maybe a little bit going into Arkadelphia, but other than that, you'll be fine. I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do my best and I'll see y'all when I get there. He's like, okay. So he texts me right after I got into Arkadelphia and he's like, hey, how's it going? I ended up calling him and I was like, hey, it's still raining. Um, I'll text you when I can, but I really need to be focusing on the road. At that point, I probably needed to pop some ibuprofen because my shoulders were so tense from being nervous driving the whole way. I do not suggest driving and pouring down rain on the interstate where you're going 75, 80 average. So I finally get there and I tell him like I'm pulling in and his family let me park in the garage, which I thought was so sweet. So I park in the garage and he comes outside and he helps me get my bag. And he's like, are you nervous yet? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm nervous. Like, don't make me any more nervous to meet your family. He's like, it's okay. Like, I'm pretty sure they'll like you. So I go to open my back door and I had just got my nails done strictly for his family. So I go to open my back door. I break my nail. It's my luck. So I break my nail. We end up going inside. It wasn't real bad. We end up going inside. I meet his family. We eat dinner with them. We sit down. We talk. Um, it just ended up being really great. His family was wooed over by me and I'm so thankful for that. But other than that, his family really accepted me and it made me feel really excited to become a part of that family. But I don't really want to get into the rest, so I'll see y'all next episode.